Yeah, and it, just as I just as I was leaving, the last thing I heard was that he was going to need to be taken to a hospital. There's no he's getting up inside of a week, I can tell you that much. Yeah, I heard that he that like his bruises were going to have scars. Like that was intense. Yeah, and considering how ugly he is, that would be a sight only a mother could love. <laughs> oh man, you're such a badass. I know, I can still feel the tingling in my hand. <laughs> you kids ain't got nothing on me. What did you do that was so badass? I go bench pressing and I don't use a spotter. What? That's that's just unsafe. That's just suicide. I mean, what if you put on too much weight? I mean, you wouldn't be able to bench press at all. You could really hurt yourself. For me, there's no such thing as too much weight. And I don't stop until I'm really tired. Really tired? You should always stop at least three or four before you get there. That's just not good for your body. I don't have time for doing anything less than the maximum. That's why they call me Max. Max Umbrellas. I'm working on the last name. Oh, man. I I can't believe how badass you are. That's nothing compared to me. Why, what do you do? Just last week, I crossed the street without looking both ways. That's insane! What if you got hit by a car? Or, like, a bus, which is even bigger? Yeah, you're really rolling the dice with your own mortality, don't you think? Yeah, it could be. But I'm just such a hothead, I can't help but walk down the street with all the blinders on. Hell, I don't even pay attention to my periphery. That's how much of a badass I am. I I think you gotta be my leader now. That's why they call me the pedestrian of year three. Hey, it looks like a new guy's coming. Whoa! Look at how much of a badass this guy is! Check him out. I can't believe it! Oh my gosh, he's like... He just looks so official, he commands the room just by walking into it. I know! Can you believe he showed up without a tie? The guys that appear in this anime are delinquents. Please, do not under any circumstances imitate anything they do. Don't do it, man. I'm seriously a bad idea. Yeah, that's good. Okay, okay. <laughs> Got some tr- crash test dummies craziness in there. <laughs> they just keep walking and things just crash I'm out of the way. So excited to just listen to it in the intro. Just the mm-hmm. just the intro music. It's so good. That's right. <laughs> um. Yeah. Are you Are you ready to go? I think so. All right. Well, uh, welcome everyone. My name is Ben. Of year one. My name is Ben of year one. <laughs> and I am Zane. Although, be warned, I, I get motion sickness. <laughs> and we're the straight up badasses of the Carton cast. The Carton cast forging valiantly ahead. <laughs> are, you, are you sure you don't mean valiantly? <laughs> um, oh, I'm pretty sure it's valiantly. Valiantly. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, we, we review old cartoons to see what we think of them as adults, and uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure I've never felt t- any way except for one about Cromartie High School, which is <laughs> bewildered and bemused at the same time. Yeah, it it 
they just kind of kept going down. Like as I was watching them, I'm gonna be honest. I um, I watched all of it. You watched? What do you mean by all of it? There's 26 episodes. You watched all 26 episodes. <laughs> it's not as bad as you think. How? They're each only like 10 minutes long. That's still pretty bad, though. Like, how many? Okay, so two questions. With what frequency did you watch the intro? Every single time. <laughs> Every single time. It's really um, good. And secondly, um, how long did it take you, I guess? Like, over what period of time, or did you just shotgun it? Oh, no. I mean, like, I had some. I had it on in the background sometime. Like, each episode's pretty similar to any other episode. Yeah. Which, like, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I just kept watching them looking for some hidden depth and not finding it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's everything that you can get out of it is pretty much right there. <laughs> and if you want more of it, you keep watching. And if you don't, you don't. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Man, Zane, you picked a really... <laughs> strange one yeah you damn just what do you even say how do you even start this episode uh what what led you wanting to watch this well it was time for an anime um and we were long past due (laughs) we were an episode past due (laughs) oh is that how it works i don't know sure but um so this is a, like we do. We picked. Uh, I picked a new genre that we hadn't done before, and this is um, considered to be in the genre of a gag series. Though technically, it's a it's a shonen meant for young boys. Yeah, um, we've had shonen before, have we not? No, that was. No, we um, had Sinon. We had Sinon. Right. Yeah, shonen is meant for younger, but I think gag series has kind of become its own its own entity where everything's made up and the plots don't matter. <laughs> yes, it's a little bit like Drew Carey. Yep. And his entire but life. Drew and, Carey, um, the Drew Carey show was kind of a gag series. There's a lot of similarities between that show and this show. Yeah, th- it was a comedy in the same way that I think this is a comedy, but it, this is not a comedy like any others. It's still technically a comedy, but just giving it that label doesn't tell you what you need to know about it. Sure. And I was curious enough, I remember you had, I think you had shown me the intro episode once, but I wasn't conducive to it at the time, and I really wanted to try it, and this is a perfect excuse, because uh, we have a podcast. Yeah, apparently you were more conducive to it this time. I was, I was open and ready to be filled. Just, ew, it just enthralled. Like, this yeah. is, it's hard to look away from this show <laughs> when it's, it's happening. It, it really is. It commands your attention and grudging respect. And we're going to try and figure out why that is. Yeah, I still, I'm still at a loss. But So, uh, um, Cromarty High School, mm-hmm. still not sure why it's Cromarty, like, it sounds random, funny. random name. It's that's a perfectly not a cromulent name. word. Yeah, it is cromulent. Mm-hmm. I don't know, it kind of reminded me of Cromagnon, and also just generic name Marty. Yeah, um, Cromagnon is fairly apt, yeah. um, based on the, the way these guys look. Uh, and it ran on the Anime Network from 2003 to 2004, uh, but was based on the manga, which ran from 2001 to 2006. Which I have is heard tell. I have heard tell that the manga is quite good, and in fact, it is a little bit more solemnly paced than the anime, which I would probably be to its <laughs> benefit. I can't imagine how it couldn't be. Um, <laughs> and it was directed by Hiroaki Sakurai who also voices the main character in the Japanese version. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Who, who was the main character? In, who, who voiced the main character in this one? Do you know? Uh, his name is Ben Prodsky. What else does he do? I couldn't. I honestly couldn't see much that any of the voice actors did. Yeah, I mean, I guess they don't really fit in a context where you're not doing Seinfeld conversations. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, which I, I didn't bother checking it out. There is a live action movie adaptation, and I can't imagine how that would work. <laughs> I, I I can't imagine that being any good, to be honest. Yeah. Partly because of live action, partly because of movie. It's kind of funny. I'm looking at the page now. Freddy does not have a voice actor. <laughs> I mean, of course he doesn't, but it's just funny to look at. Freddy's really the key to the whole show. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, we should probably talk about what the, what exactly this show is. Can Can you do that? <laughs> I, I will. I will attempt. You can. Uh, you can contextualize it as I'm going through it. If you can. Okay. So Cromarty High School follows the misadventures of one high school, what is populated entirely by delinquent students. Right. Now, in this, you know, J- Japanese context, delinquent basically means street tough or thug or just, you know, I don't know. Uh, yeah, somebody who, who's done done something. Uh, like I guess to offend general sensibilities, like the, the kids get in fights all the time. Mm-hmm. They have gangs. It's sure. it's sort of this whole social order, but it's not like nobody's particularly good enough at it. And I don't know. No, they, they buy into it a lot, but nothing comes of it. Uh, that was a little bit vague. Can you can you break that down a little bit? So everybody in the in this show is following this sort of. Oh man, it's Cromarty High School. They're so tough. Or like it's base, it's, it's Bass High School. Like, you know, we we have this feud with them, and everybody buys into it. But there's never like, was there a fight scene ever? There, there's very few of them, and it's only to it's only to establish characters as being badasses before we see their softer side. Because yeah. the, the basic premise of the whole show is that these this high school is presented with a bunch of guys who are nominally badasses. Yeah. And the entirety of the show serves to express the opposite viewpoint. Even among close friends, there are things you should say and things you shouldn't say. If you really cared about modest feelings, you wouldn't have made that suggestion. Isn't that right, Hayashida? It, it's okay, Kamiyama. I really don't mind if we go to the bookstore. No, Kamiyama was right. I got carried away and said something insensitive. Sometimes careless words can hurt as much as fists, can't they? I'm sorry, Maeda. Please forgive me. Oh, stop it. This isn't like a Hayashida I know. Right. That's settled, so let's start over. We should have said this before, but we all chipped in and bought you a little something. We had this cake made especially for you, Mata, because you're the star today. Now make a wish and blow out all your candles. You guys are the best. I'll blow those candles out in one breath. Like, every time we interact with these guys, they're worried about, you know, sending cards for Valentine's Day or being kind to animals. Proper internet etiquette. Yes, I just watched that one. (laughs) That one's pretty silly. Yeah, it's all in the gruff guy voice. Has this guy even heard of the word netiquette? Yeah. Um, So funny. And the show gets pretty far just on that. Um, I would say it gets the entire length of the show just on that. <laughs> what else is there, even? Yeah, see, that's the thing. I I was watching this show looking for some sort of big aha moment or revelation about what this show's about. Oh, like and Take it, Me On? And I'm, yeah. And I'm kind of... <laughs> I'm Never kind let of that in, go. <laughs> Not even once. embarrassed that my big revelation about this show is that it's actually about high school. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not certain it is, Zane. <laughs> no, it totally is. Um, <laughs> but um, I'll save that a little bit for tone and genre, just because the the, the characters that will all serve to showcase the the general themes of the show, but they each do it in their own way. Right. 
Well, I'm not sure they each do it in their own way. They're all kind of doing it in the same way, but it's expressed differently from character to character. Mm -hmm. And all those characters are essentially played by John DiMaggio, might as well be. (laughs) You know, just like soft on the inside, gruff on the outside sort of demeanors. Yeah. Um, Yeah, and the plot structure is essentially they start off pursuing some tough guy plot line like a meeting to get the other bass high school you know beat them up or whatever or this one guy got kidnapped by bass and we got to go rescue him or Mm -hmm. just like they're bragging about their accomplishments and very very quickly it completely (laughs) loses track of that and they get sidetracked into uh just whatever whatever was in one of the characters minds on that particular day and, and, you know, the conceit of an episode might be, you know, oh, we got to go get revenge on these guys for beating up our friend. But really, it's about the inner monologue of this guy who's suffering his own issues <laughs> and and him dealing with it and and trying to steer the events in one way to try and, like, <laughs> satisfy his own personal goals and and drives the plot. So it's really like things happen and it seems random, and we see the one person controlling it, and they don't want to be controlling it in that way. Yeah. Like, and that whole thing sounded vague, but, like, you can fit that to every episode. You, you get, you, you'll get it if you watch an episode. Yeah. Let's put it um, that way. I th- I think that the uh, each episode, like I said, they're each about, like, ten minutes long, and I thought they had pretty good pacing. Um like they're, it's long very enough. fast. Yeah, each of them, like, has a joke, and it's long enough to establish the joke, and and run it into the ground. Um, yes. But it, it <laughs> never is the really only becomes... way this show tells jokes. <laughs> it never really becomes too tedious. Yeah, the the pacing of it is very good. Like I would regularly say, "Oh my god, I'm almost done with this episode." And then I'd look at the timing and I'm like, "Oh, it's at 10, 10 minutes 30 seconds. I'm almost in the ending credits." How, how's the Perfect. gang going to get out of this one? Oh, they matter. go home. <laughs> they <fine>. don't. <laughs> Maeda is still kidnapped at the end of the episode. <laughs> Maeda doesn't get any respect. Maeda's the best. Um, yeah, that's, um, but, that's the but, basic plot. But the and and the upshot of surrealism is that if you need to fill a mi- another minute or two, like it's it's pretty easy. You, you just do it. Yeah, and focus on whichever character you please. Yeah, like up to and including uh, a robot and or a gorilla and or Freddie Mercury. <laughs> so so let's let's talk about these. Characters. Let's talk about the characters. I don't know how many we specifically need to focus on i think it's only necessary to really focus on maybe like the main two okay and maybe maeda yeah the the main character is uh takashi kamayama kamayama he is so his his basic thing is that he was sent to the school of delinquents but he's not actually a delinquent he's like really well spoken and caring outwardly and although and, other characters can kind of be caring inwardly, they all put on gruff exteriors, but Kamiyama doesn't kind of doesn't know how. And because of this, he just becomes in charge of everything. Yeah. Because everyone's like, oh, man, if he's being nice to me, he must be so much of a badass that he just doesn't care what I think. <laughs> I, th- I think like, the way that Hayashida puts it is that it, what kind of bunny would walk into a den of lions except for a really, really badass bunny? <laughs> <laughs> that's That's perfect. Yeah, he's... It, it it's a it's a classic comedy plot line. The the guy with low status just ends up becoming high status through no fault of his own. Right. And I really do like him. Like he he's fun to watch. <laughs> he is, and it's because of this craziness going on all around him. And he's 
you know, he's pretty accepting of what's happening. Well, on his own, yes. When we're focusing on on him, he is accepting of what's happening, but he's mostly played as a like a foil to progress with the rest of the class. Like yeah. if Maeda is ever having a difficulty or if Hayashida's having some doubts, Kamiyama will be the like biggest like obstruction in their logic. <laughs> and, like just it, pointing out really obvious things. Yeah. Over and over and over again, and he's just, like, he his function in the show is just as a roadblock to progress. He Like, every time you think that the show is going to go somewhere, Hayashida's like, I just wish things were more exciting. And Kamiyama steps up and says, well, hold on there. You can expect two minutes of him just talking to Hayashida about why it's not necessary to continue down this thought process. Delinquents are quite often mistaken. School is a place where you study, not a place where you can reasonably expect something fun or exciting to happen. Say what you want, but I bet other schools are a billion times more fun than ours is. That's a misconception. You sound like a little kid envying what other people have. I heard that the school that a friend of someone I know goes to is really interesting. That friend is exaggerating. I'll bet his school's just like ours. Every bit is boring. In short, everyone who goes to high school is bored out of their skull. They just don't want to admit they're in a stifling environment so they don't have to face the fact they're leading dull, meaningless lives. Every school's exactly alike. They're normal, just like ours is. Is it too much to ask for a little excitement here? I tell you bluntly that yes, it is too much to ask for a little excitement around here. An episode, and some of the later ones especially, could be, okay, two minutes of setting up a premise, and then Kamiyama coming in and, like, explaining philosophy concepts yeah, just, just for five minutes? Just stopping the premise before it starts. <laughs> like, you never yeah. get off the ground. <laughs> Um, it's a very unfulfilling plot arc <laughs> every time. <laughs> Nothing's resolved. Nothing even starts. They just uh, kind of uh, batter the idea back and forth before they forget why they were talking about it. Yeah, they they lose steam and wander off a lot. <laughs> right, um, and I you wouldn't do... expect it to be charming in the way that it is. I really like how the intro has him starting off just saying, like, <laughs> don't, don't do it, like... You're going to see people do stuff in this show and just, like, do not. It, it, they're not good role models. <laughs> <laughs> Which is weird because all the characters are surprisingly moral. Yeah. <laughs> um, which I guess we they should talk about. I don't even know if we can talk about Hayashida. Um, so <laughs> I have a hard time talking about him because he's he's always hanging out with Kamiyama and I can't find a good way to describe him other than the Pink same mohawk. but opposite and with a mohawk. Yeah, he's other Kamiyama a lot of the time in that he just helps Kamiyama stonewall the the, the progression of the plot. <laughs> it's yeah. weird that or we're s- describing the, like, the function or- of the show is to stonewall the plot. He will help Kamiyama stonewall or he will stonewall Kamiyama if it seems like he's making the plot They're happen just, too much. They just, they just filibuster. <laughs> 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 it's so weird that the plot progression of the show is filibustering the characters with content. Which is weird, because, like, the theme song is all about, like, no, we need to go forward into the future more strongly, like, with more power. Like, the tagline's, like, <laughs> the tagline's, like forging ahead. Like, <laughs> no, but it's, it's the exact so opposite of the show. In, and I'm sorry I keep bringing this up, but in the intro, it's just all of them walking in a vanguard formation, and things are just flying off of them like they can't be stopped. Right. But they can and by they themselves. themselves. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we, should, we should mention the uh, 
the way these characters look. Kamiyama, uh, appropriately so, is the only character whom is, like, dressed nicely. Like, he's got <laughs> yeah. his shirt tucked in, his hair is parted correctly, and every other character has, like, really gross expressions on their faces, really <laughs> tough guy hairstyles. Yeah. Um, you know, I think they a lot of them shave off their eyebrows. I mean, a lot of them look very similar to a degree just because of the uh, the suits they're wearing. Yeah, they just look like Kuwabara. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm always in favor they, of. They look like Kuwabara on a good day. Uh, in one of the Which earlier episodes, I was bad. actually like, is Kuwabara in this show? That looks just like him. Maybe. <laughs> and it sounds <laughs> like he's going to show up several times just because <laughs> the voices are so gruff and disgusting on purpose. Yeah. Um... <laughs> But, yeah, Kamiyama and Hayashida sort of have the same function. Kamiyama's uh, dressed nicely. Hayashida has this pink mohawk, which animates and <laughs> yeah. makes its own sound effects. But that's kind of all there is to his character. Yeah. Maeda uh, is another one of the, the characters. And we won't talk about too many of the characters. We're just kind of giving, like, an overview. Sure. Maeda is the straight man, essentially. Yeah. And it kind of sounds as though Hayashida and Kamiyama are the straight men. <laughs> but not but no, really. Not. Like no. for a show that has so many straight men, it goes it gets off the rails pretty quick. Well, and that's the thing that we need to talk about. We don't actually have to talk about Maeda, but the way in that this show expresses comedy is in contrast to Seinfeld. <laughs> like yes. it sets up all of its plots as Seinfeld conversation where nothing gets done and mm-hmm. they just filibuster for ten minutes. And in that it, like this in this weird deconstruction like instead of a laugh track we have absurd animations and plot lines <laughs> i don't know why it's funny or why it works did you get anywhere thinking about it so i think comparing it to seinfeld is is really apt because in in seinfeld you have people who are in some ways very strange but in some ways way more normal than the bit characters that show up yeah and what happens is they they spend half the episode entangling themselves in a weird plot, and then the next half of the episode disentangling themselves while maintaining <laughs> while being terrible people in like throughout. And here it's the same thing, but wackier and half like it takes half as long. And instead of disentangling themselves in the plot, they just drop it. Yeah, at the end of the episode, it's just like, well, we didn't get to where we wanted to. Um, Let's see, see what we're next at next week. week. <laughs> yeah, and some sometimes it carries on, sometimes it doesn't. It's also interesting that in Seinfeld, all the no, all the nothing conversations sort of poke insecurities and like idiot, like uh, like, yeah, they they like poke little character flaws in the characters that are having the conversations. Mm-hmm. And in this show, it also highlights that, but not through the conversations themselves i don't it's, know how to it's, describe it's, it's it it's through the inner monologue so in in seinfeld you'll have a lot of negging you'll have you know george making fun of kramer kramer making fun of jerry <laughs> jerry making fun of everybody here negging? would you yeah, really classify it as that i would <laughs> are they like are they into each other in that way i never read that conspiracy no, theory no one else would be <laughs> um and so there's that but in Cromartie High School, everyone is berating themselves. Yeah, they're <laughs> they're they're the moral, good-natured counterparts of Seinfeld. Um, it it reminded me of an episode of Survivor. <clears throat> Hear me out. Sure, do it. There was an episode of Survivor where um there were two you know the two tribes and one tribe won, 
And everyone in that tribe, like one person in that tribe was like, you know, even though we want immunity and we don't have to go to tribal council, we should go to tribal council and vote this person off. And everyone was like, well, I really think that's a stupid idea, but I'm not going to be the one to speak up and tell him that he's wrong. So they all went along with it and ended up voting off somebody completely different. That's awesome. <laughs> Isn't it? <laughs> I, I don't even understand how like that breakdown in communication. They didn't have Kamiyama stonewalling the process. <laughs> that would have No, done you it. don't understand. The vote system is arbitrary. It's all part of your mind. So you've already made your decision. <laughs> <laughs> even um, if you do come out to a decision, how do you even know it's the right one? It's much better <laughs> to mull it over ahead of time. And if you haven't been doing that, well, there's really no point in talking about it. <laughs> and, uh... Yeah, so so they're the the main like straight men, even though right. not really. And then the rest of the there's cast a bunch of gimmick characters. Be... <laughs> yeah, and the rest of the cast is just a bunch of gimmick characters um, who have varying degrees of importance. <laughs> so sometimes an episode will be centered around them and their feelings and all that, and sometimes they'll be in the background. But I think those are my favorite episodes where it focuses on one of the ones that is, is not one of the main characters. I loved every episode with Takanouchi. <laughs> Oh, the the motion sick guy? Yeah. He introduces himself every time as just all-around badass with a, like, secret that he gets motion sickness. Yeah. <laughs> and I forget, does it, everybody it, else know the secret? Or No, no, he keeps it... Um, it's a secret, Ben. So he of keeps course. it a secret, and, um, and like, every episode he's in is about, oh, no, I'm on a bus, I'm on a plane. Do you, you remember know, that one? <laughs> Where he's on like a bus or something, and Kamiyama just sits on his lap by mistake, <laughs> and then turns around, looks shocked, and doesn't move at all. <laughs> and you go through; you can hear both inner monologues, and they have a surface level sense to them. But like, they, like they maybe if I don't re- move, it'll just he just won't notice. Why is this guy sitting on me? <laughs> like. It's rational thoughts if you've never interacted with people before <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> Which I guess is why they're removed from society in the way that they are. Yeah, they're just, um, they just all have Asperger's or something. Yeah, something's going on. Maybe. Um, there's this one where he's in the airport and there's like a hijacker or something. A masked Takanuchi. Yeah, who takes his place and he gets like <laughs> deported to America or something. Like, it was really wh- It was really like wacko. Like it didn't make any sense to me. <laughs> Uh, there's also a robot, Mekazawa. So Mekazawa is... So this this goes right to why I thought the show would be crazier than it was, but in actuality it was way crazier than I could have imagined. <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy in the ways that you don't think it's going to be crazy. Because mm-hmm. you have main characters... You have characters who show up regularly as a robot, a gorilla, Freddie Mercury, and they're the normal ones. <laughs> yeah, so Mekazawa... Is a robot. Some people get it. Some don't. It, it's considered rude to bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> and one simply doesn't talk about such things. Well, that that's the thing. The best part about him is his voice and his sort of like yeah. holier than thou attitude. Like, oh, no, gentlemen, I simply couldn't intercede in this matter. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> and so you once described the show. You You were explaining to me like... Oh man, it's so, you know, wacky and random. Like one guy turns into a motorcycle <laughs> and then like he turns back later. And I thought that would be like a 5 second like clip art looking no. thing of of a human man morphing into a motorcycle floating in midair and just like never bringing it up again. Yeah, no, a thing ben, that you have this seen had in a other reason. shows. This had a reason. 
he, he was on his motorcycle. He crashed. And the mechanic <laughs> Kamiyama rebuilt him. Part of, yeah. He fixed him into part of a motorcycle. And then drove him and shot missiles out of him. <laughs> There's one episode that just has Kamiyama riding on the back of the motorcycle just, like, at midnight. Yeah. Just just to say hi to some other character. Mm-hmm. And without driving it, like, he's just sitting on it. Like the back, like sitting backwards while the motorcycle drives forward, doesn't express anything at all. He's just there to be weird in a scene. Yeah, and and so so Mechazaw was just I I really like him, (laughs) but it's not because he's a robot. (laughs) Because he's a good character. What kind of character can we even relate him to? Like the the accent. Uh, I don't know. I really don't want to impose. (laughs) How dreadfully droll. He does know. he does shit like that all the time. Yeah. Um Yeah. I, I and I don't think we could should even talk about the characters other than that. Well, like the, I think you now get the picture. Yeah. And each of them serve their role. Yeah, but um, again, it's a role in the plot, and the plot's not gonna get very far. Right. But like in terms of the characters like the gorilla, they'll sometimes be like, Yeah, so this is our, you know, friend and classmate the gorilla. And then other times they're like Anybody find it weird that our classmate's a gorilla? And then sometimes they just don't notice he's a gorilla at all. It's totally context sensitive. It's it's arbitrary is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's completely pointless. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the whole show is completely pointless. Right. It, and if they're bringing something like that up, it's just probably just to fill time. <laughs> you gotta wonder how much of this was to fill time. I, I, yeah, it's hard to tell. And given how inconsistent that the show is, like... And I generally like consistency in a show, so you would think that I would dislike inconsistency, but that's kind of the point here. Yeah. And, uh, man, I, I don't even know. Let's let's jump into tone and see if we can get to a little bit, we can dissect it a little bit more precisely. All right. So, as I said, my big revelation about the show is that it's about high school. So, in high school, everyone's real obsessed with the social scene. Mm. Oh my god, who's dating who? You're wearing that? Oh my god. Um <laughs> you don't have the cool new phone later Mekazawa Mark 2. Um <laughs> Yeah. And how can you say that you don't think about the future at all? Don't you ever get, you know, curious about where you're going to end up in life? It's irresponsible not to think about things like that. <laughs> but everyone has their own rich inner life and just assumes nobody else does. <laughs> And so, like, nobody expresses how they're actually feeling. They're just, like, bravado against bravado, this huge, like, macho atmosphere. I guess it's, I guess it's like, taking that whole, you know, um, it's taking that whole surface-level self in society versus inner self in private mm-hmm. thing and just taking it to a logical extreme. Yeah, Where and the one is mindless violence, and the other is the most sensitive of all the emos. Yeah, it's like and the, the humor. King. The humor comes from that juxtaposition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, absolutely. This show really has this style down. <laughs> Whatever just, the hell the style it, is, that's that's the thing. <laughs> um. So and and it's a classic. Like it's like an Abbott and Costello routine. Like oh, <laughs> that's what you meant. Like who's on first? Except it's less focused. Yeah. <laughs> um, the characters aren't responding to each other so it's much not as even responding wordplay. to something else in their own ways. It's not even wordplay. It's just, it's dissecting an absurd concept in the manner of Seinfeld. But then rather than having the, the conversation focus on the characters, 
it just draws attention to the shit that's not the logical characters, which is usually the crazy shit going on in the background. And only the audience gets to see the irony and the humor <laughs> of this confusion. So, like, for example, there's that gang leader who wants to be a comedian. I love him. He's and great. Everyone else thinks Yamaguchi, he hates... Yamaguchi, right? Yeah, I think so. Everyone else thinks he hates comedy. Mm-hmm. And you can see the rationale of both groups as to why they're doing what they're doing and how they could be misinterpreting each other. Yeah. And that's where the humor comes from. Because we're seeing both sides and why it's not working out. But instead of an Abbott in Costello routine where one person's in on the joke and one's not and we make fun of that guy, neither of them are in on the joke. <laughs> neither of them understands. It's like the, it's making the audience Statler and Waldorf. Right. A little bit. Like, we're the only ones who understand. Yeah. Like, <laughs> this this show is so self-aware, it's like a Mystery Science Theater 3000 routine of itself. Yeah, I was going to say, watching a Mystery <laughs> Science Theater 3000 routine. But you couldn't watch one of this show. It, it's embedded in it. Yeah, it's, it's just... It's just uh, <laughs> yeah, it's looping back into itself. <laughs> it's really crazy. <laughs> the, there, everyone is completely self-absorbed. And I think that's why we're having such a difficult time dissecting it. Is because mm-hmm. it's already done it for us, and there's just, <laughs> there's just no way to further distill what it's done. Yeah. There's no way to distill it, and there's no way to describe it. <laughs> like, there was a way to describe Tom Goes to the Mayor. Right. Because it was awkward. It, uh, yeah, he, he was awkward, and it's his personal health. Very, very simple when you get down to it. Like, the way it's expressed is confusing, but it's a very simple concept. The, the concept in this show is just not even clear. Um. Which I is guess, why I, I guess I, I would throw it under the banner of absurdist comedy. Uh, yeah, I think I think it's safely there, and and again, it's just weird that it's also a high school drama. Yeah, I, the closest I would come to this show is probably like Fooly Cooly. But yeah, that, I think that's but that's, fair. but that's in a fantastic setting, whereas this one's in a right. mundane setting, which makes it even stranger. Right, and I think I like it better for that reason. And it's comprehensible. What, what do you mean by that? So, Fooly Cooly, you know, if you have a chart and a day, you can figure out what's going on. But, like, in this show, everything makes perfect sense within the context of a single episode, as long as you're willing to accept things. Right, yeah, and, th- like, the the thing you have to accept most of the time is that they're paying unreasonable attention to the stuff that is, like, not relevant to their own society. Yeah. Like, so their society should be, like, concerned with getting in fights and, you know, whatever. But the things that they usually focus on, and I'm going to use this to jump into a different part of tone, okay. is that the, the things that they usually focus on are a totally normal conversation that is actually a, even a little bit tame by normal high school standards. Sure. And just is dissected onto, onto like indivisible pieces like you and they just keep battering it back and forth they also have something where there's something funny going on in the background like somebody's hair or pipe that they're smoking keeps getting bigger as they switch back and forth i honestly don't think that that's enough to sell you i think you really have to be part you have to be into the whole this i think serious this serious conversation in this absurd context is getting so much screen time the reason i think it added to it is because it built tension um because, like you said, so. that well, here's the thing: if you're watching people talk about something, like Plato's forms or whatever, you know, Kamiyama was going on about in that last episode. <laughs> um, yeah. it's, it's hard it to got, tell sometimes. It got a little out of itself. Um, yeah. If you're watching something 
going on in the background that is heightening itself it it you you your your mind is trained to think that it's going to reach a critical mass and become important yeah and then it <laughs> and just peters off into this like wet fart it's just gone <laughs> <laughs> like there's one episode where they start where they're all meeting and kamiyama is hosting the meeting and they're like we got to talk about beating up these guys and kamiyama's like well hang on there i want to talk to you all about tardiness <laughs> it's and very important your mind is like your mind is trained in these situations to say oh they're gonna kick the hell out of him he doesn't get it and then the badasses of the school are like what's so bad about being tardy and kamiyama's <laughs> just like well consider the fact that you're paying to go to this school if you show up two hours late every day that's six hundred thousand yen that you're losing out of so what you're saying is time is money and that we're wasting ours <laughs> exactly by not showing up you're not getting the most out of your education and i'm i'm actually you it's know paraphrasing it because it goes on like that three or four more iterations back and forth <laughs> they just and nothing it. gets resolved and if you don't understand why that's funny don't watch the show because that's most of what happens yeah there is it, it, it's a fascinating subversion for me because in improv, there's this general rule that it's more interesting and more fun to watch something happen than to watch people talk about it happening. Mm-hmm. But here it is almost the opposite. Yeah. Like watching people debate the merits of like stupid things in order to resolve problems that they inflicted on themselves. <laughs> it's it's strangely compelling. Well, yeah, I think it's just because of the overall... They, they they're they're so self serious about everything that they're doing, <laughs> and the the contrast that 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 the contrast with the you know mundanity of their conversations is just it's it's just so surreal you can't help but laugh. <laughs> exactly. Um, some of my favorite parts of this show is also when it plays with the animation and sound as though it is more serious setting than it is. So, um, like, okay. so like, you, you know, in, um, you know, in Death Note, how, uh, they've got that thing where he'll do something really mundane, but they'll swell to a dramatic music and he'll say it with really, really serious tones and it just comes off as funny. Okay. Like, uh, in one episode of Death Note, you have him reaching into a bag of potato chips with his left hand while he's writing something in the Death Note with the right hand or something? <laughs> no, he's writing his homework with the right hand, reaching into a bag of potato chips with the left hand to secretly write on the Death Note because he knows he's being bugged. Oh, nice. And his monologue will be, and while I'm writing my homework, I'll write in the Death Note, and then I'll take a potato chip out of the bag and eat it. And it's like... <laughs> Like it's it's widely considered to be just an extremely unintentionally comedic moment because of how serious the tone mm-hmm. is in contrast with the 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 content of the situation. Sure. Um, and that's they do that here all the time. Like uh, the the situation being very mundane or silly. Like in the first episode, you've got Kamiyama drops his pencil. Mm-hmm. And uh, the pencil falls, and, and he, like, <gasps> you know, gasps. It's like, oh, my God, what a faux pas. But, like, of course, no one gives a shit because the pencil <laughs> right. dropped. And then the guy picks it up and bites it, and everything is just framed in such a way that makes it seem like a really compelling accent action sequence. And all that <laughs> happened was the guy, like, ate his pencil. <laughs> and it's just, just such a goofy scene that, like... 
And if I recall correctly, he then takes out a bunch more. <laughs> yeah. He's like, just like dumps them all in front of his I desk. See like, how I works dare you. you. <laughs> the fact, like, I love Kamiyama because he like he gets it very quickly. He, he catches on very quickly whether or not he think he he realizes that he does, and just plays on everyone else's like machismo. <laughs> you I, you can't really tell if like he himself is growing or if he's just playing everybody for chumps i think he's playing everyone for chumps like he's just he's testing he's testing the contrast between their exterior badass selves and their inner sensitive guys he's just testing it he's taxing it to the breaking point (laughs) um and it really just goes to show like how successful someone can be when they're not that concerned about what everyone else is doing and how they and how he seems because in the first episode he's really obsessed with like looking cool and being tough but then when he realizes that everyone else is like an idiot and completely surface level yeah he he doesn't care and he succeeds for it like he he very quickly adapts to this school (laughs) he, he pretty he pretty much figures out like okay whatever everybody's doing i'll just do the opposite because Everyone in here is an idiot. Because fuck these guys. He never outright says it. Like, he still likes them as friends. Yeah, why wouldn't you? I think you're stating it a little bit too hard. I don't think he's, like, doing the opposite of what they're doing. I think he's just adapting easily enough that he doesn't need to put on a facade. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's intentional. It just seems to happen a lot. Well, he also is set up as the underdog just because of the contrast. So, like, we want to believe that he's ahead of the curve. He's just as weird as everyone else, though. Sure. And he's not really getting ahead anywhere. He's just funnier to watch. <laughs> yeah. Um, um. One more thing I wanted to point out in the tone, which is just that um, there's definitely some crossing the line twice here that I find pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Like uh, where you'll start talking about a concept and it's not funny at first glance. <laughs> right. But when you continually say it over and over again, like it just starts to crack a smile this show right. leans very heavily on that mechanic and, and that's that's a i mean that's what i got out of the background gags that i mentioned is it's the heightening it's it's committing to this perspective and going whole hog so like yeah and i'll always enjoy when they like commit really hard to a joke that didn't work the first time yeah well, i will and, admire their balls <laughs> they're, they're impressive balls you're welcome um yeah no, but just like that's what I meant with the with like the pipe gag getting bigger in the background. Like you cut oh, back yeah. to it and it's slightly bigger and it's like that's weird. And then it just keeps <laughs> happening. You're like, oh no, this is intentional. I guess that's pretty funny. Or or like in the in the one show in the one episode where they're like trying to hum a song that they don't remember. Yeah, <laughs> and everybody <laughs> just starts humming it and nobody knows what it is. Well, <laughs> the, the funny part is that that's the entire content of the episode. Like <laughs> we're not overstating that. The content goes like this. Hey, I can't get this song out of my head. Well, maybe sing it to me. Maybe it'll, maybe, maybe I'll think of it. And he sings it. And he's like, ah, it doesn't remind me of anything. Why don't you try singing it again? <laughs> maybe I'll get it this time. <laughs> and they're like, now I'll hum it back to you. We'll see if it jogs your memory. I don't think that's the same song. Let's go ask someone else. It's the whole content of an episode. <laughs> it's really weird. It's because you don't see that used. You never encounter this. You never encounter this it's dynamic always, in any other show. You know, you can you can. It's called a game, and you can have a game with an inversion or a game that's heightened. But very rarely do you see just a statement of the game again and again. <laughs> well, yeah, it's 
like it's a comedy sure but it's a comedy in the way that nothing else is like the jokes mm-hmm. that are that it is telling i am not used to <laughs> from any other show yeah and you know uh i think a lot of people probably don't get this show just because they're not familiar with the style of humor but if you can reach for it it'll like open up this whole new like joke t- telling dynamic which you never knew existed especially sure. if you're that guy with the afro yeah, and I think a lot of it just has to do with how willing you are to accept the things that don't need to be explained. So if yeah. you're if you're if you're watching the show waiting for an explanation because you, um, you know, have patience. You you yeah, like you have patience or like, oh, I can't enjoy this part of the show until I understand why it happened. It's not for you. When you were watching the show and looking for a deeper meaning, around what episode did you finally relax and just kind of bathe in it? Uh, I know there was like an exact moment. It happens and I pretty can't quick. Place it. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it would have to be the the one where the guy is is like he's a comedian and also like like he's the tough guy and everybody thinks he hates comedy because he keeps beating up the guy who makes jokes. Yeah, <laughs> but only because he's like, oh man, he's going for the easy joke. I should beat him for this. Yeah, and I realized yeah. like. That, I think that was the first time that I realized, like, like this... complimenting somebody who's just acting like a doofus in the, yeah. in, the in the meetings, like, ah, you're a, you're a genius at comedy and you don't even know it. Just the utter subtlety and innocence with which you ask that question. I'd laugh right now if I did, wasn't worried about my image. And I think, you know, that was the first episode where I realized, like, oh, it's just the same thing throughout the episode, and every episode's like <laughs> yeah. that? Yeah. And so... Generally, what would Just happen is beating that horse into submission, and beating it into a fine mist. So, on any given episode after that, I was looking for a meaning for like two minutes, and then if they made the joke more than a few times within those two minutes, I knew like, okay, you know, I'm giving up on this. <laughs> I can go make dinner while listening. <laughs> but that isn't all there is to say about the show. That, that no. is the majority of the show. However, we should jump into animation to state that um, a lot of the show is. It kind of it. It's trying to disarm you from your expectations in the in a in more than just with dialogue. It's also doing that with animation. Sure. So um, it's a little bit hard to describe other than just oddball and subversive. Mm-hmm. Like it, the animation will constantly shift. They'll throw different art styles in there just because, or mm-hmm. they'll like like just they'll have two people talking to each other, and have one person's like image just one person's model like constantly shifting toward the foreground to get bigger and the other one jumping into the background to be smaller yeah without <laughs> without purpose right like it's it, not as though that's emphasizing anything about the conversation it's just what's going on at the time and it's it, changing it, the audience's perspective i think and it's the motivation just as, for it is is not clear yeah i think it's just meant to disarm the audience <laughs> which like well done like yeah like the main joke is the stonewalling the plot through these repetitive conversations that never go anywhere. But they, 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 they lead you to that. They lead you along the episode with these smaller jokes that just hit you from nowhere. Sure. So um, you see one joke building up really, really nicely. And then you just get hit with a few quick jabs every so often. Mm-hmm. I want to mention one specifically because it just cracks me up so Please hard. Please do. There's this one episode where Hayashida and Kamiyama are talking, as they tend to do, and they're, they're like, battering some idea back and forth about life not being very exciting, and while they're talking, they're walking 
along a static background, so the background's not moving, they're the ones who are walking, and they walk from the right side of the screen to the left side of the screen, and right before they would pan over to, like, the next screen, they start just walking in reverse without skipping a beat. <laughs> and the, <laughs> because the background like... doesn't change at all, but they just in tandem walking forward and then suddenly walking backward and then suddenly walking forward again and talking to each other as it was as though it was the most normal thing in the world like we could the animators must have been like yeah you know we could show them just continuing to walk or you know this is slightly more interesting and confusing for its own sake (laughs) yeah and we don't have to redraw a background yeah like they it's it's almost as you can kind of see the episode structure being set up. Mm-hmm. You can kind of see it being set up as this one big joke about this conversation that never goes anywhere. And they're like, well, the audience is going to get bored with that. We just let's just do whatever the hell we feel like in every other aspect of this show, like music and animation and just mm-hmm. see what happens. I just wish something really unexpected would happen. Didn't know Freddy had a horse. What? You mean you've never seen it outside the restroom before? Yeah, and they can get away with it. You know, it, you've got that. You, you've got that natural progression. So, if you can imagine the plot being a straight line, the animation, the audio, the the tone, all these things are just adding variance to that line, mm-hmm. and you can end up anywhere on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, because because. Well, the the impact that any of the animation choices have is minimal. It oh, doesn't yeah. it doesn't change the tone of the show because the tone is already silly without purpose. Sure, uh, and it doesn't change the plot progression because there's no plot. So, I guess if you were going to pick a show to just draw animation jokes in, you would do it in this as opposed to maybe Sheep in the Big City, where you did have a plot. Yeah. Um. But although in, with Sheep in the Big City, it also worked for that sake. It's yeah. just that the rest of the show was garbage. <laughs> right but which, which we can't that that's a joke that we can't restate enough right in the manner of this show we can just keep on talking about the same thing as though we're never going to get anywhere with it and <laughs> you know that's that's going to be the joke i mean we um, can keep on talking about this for like a few minutes see you know? that's that again it 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 reminds me like you know that joke about seinfeld like it's a joke about or it's it's a, it's show, a show about, about nothing so how do you know when it's over this <laughs> This show, it's over because the ending they song comes on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're they're done. They're done. Ten and a half they're minutes. Done. Come they're on, done guys, wrap it up. Performing for us. <laughs> they're done with their in- intricate dance of madness. Yeah. Yep. Uh, anything else you have in animation? Um, I don't think so. I ag- I agree that um, you know, it does seem to change styles from time to time, and I think. It can be hard to tell because a lot of the it's you know Japanese style. So unless you're familiar with a lot of uh, anime or manga, then it it might be harder to pick up. Sure, and, and you know it it doesn't really matter that much if you miss that sort of stuff. Remember in Harvey Birdman, I was saying how you got hit with like nine or ten jokes in quick succession. Mm-hmm. So if you missed one, it wasn't that big of a deal. If you if you miss an animation joke or just kind of don't get it, there's other things to look at. Oh sure, you're you're, you're not going to be bored. <laughs> Yeah, just look at Freddy again. I, he's, he's beautiful. It's so great looking at him. Um, I will say, though, that the animation gag, I, I felt like I got I tired of that more quickly than the dialogue gag. Yeah, I think that's fair. And, you know, it, it's just, it's easy to build up 
a resistance, like regardless of the type of joke that you're saying, if it's not a new joke or even not a new genre of joke, you'll develop an immunity. Yeah. And if there was going to be a show that proves that that is true, it is Cromarty High School. Mm-hmm. I feel like they draw attention to it occasionally with like um, Mekazawa's little brother. Oh, yeah. Beta Mekazawa. Yeah. Minizawa or whatever. Yeah. Um, who literally just says the same thing again and again. <laughs> yeah. And I actually really disliked that character for that reason. Just because it was hitting me with the same thing that I already knew what it was. Uh, I got that little Pavlov response <laughs> like oh, nice. you do with Chief. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good for you. <laughs> um, yeah. And the joke, of course, whenever he shows up is, you know, he looks like a can. Let's use him. Let's use a can opener on him. Yeah. <laughs> or crush him or kill him or something. And, you know, I think that just is a subjective thing at that point. Like, if you don't care for the Mekazawa is a can joke, just wait five seconds. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're going to make it again. No, Maybe well, they're better. going to make a different thing. They're going to do right. something else with it. Yeah. I mean, they might not be doing a lot of different things with one joke, but they do a lot of jokes that are the same thing, and they do it in different frequencies, so. Yeah. It, it keeps you on your toes. Even if you don't like the joke, you'll like the process. Yeah, you might not be amused, but you won't be bored. I like that. I like that a lot. What, that, that synopsis? Yeah. Yeah. This is pretty accurate. Let's go to music and sound. Okay. Um, I like how it accompanies the ridiculous animation choices at times. So, like, when the when the one character is getting huge, it'll, like, ac- be accompanied by this goofy stretching noise <laughs> sometimes. Or, like, you know how the cigarettes will have, like, blue blobs on the end of them because smoking is, like, not a thing. You, it gets, like, FCC'd away. Mm-hmm. So it'll have, like, little blooping noises when the thing hops up and down. I did not notice that. <laughs> yeah, it, it just, like, it uh it's it's some nice synergy with it that's kind of doing the same thing as the animation but it just gives you a little audio cue so hmm. it it I, I thought that it was it was fine yeah i i didn't notice too much on the audio i it did always strike me are there multiple ending themes i don't recall because I, I know that they're, they're not so always much, the they're same so inferior to the opening theme that i, I didn't pay them any attention yeah which, by the way, let's talk about the opening theme. I feel like I have <laughs> a lot. Have you? It's it. I mean, I've mentioned it. I guess it's we this have beautiful, soulful. It's gonna be all right, kind of anthem. Yeah, that's true. But in in the actual animation, the intro is just absolute absurdist bliss mm-hmm. that totally captures the spirit of the show. Because the translation is a totally factual representation of the literal content. Yeah. They're always talking about how things are going to be better. They're always trying to better themselves. It's always a very positive outlook that the characters have. <laughs> but, like, you don't notice any of that. <laughs> you don't notice any of the content of the show, because that's not the point. Because they're walking into a tank and it's bouncing off of them. Sure, or the two gorillas just blast together. There's one part I really love in the intro where those two, like, Puton characters. Yeah. And they're just, like, just hobbling back and forth, and then one of them punches them for, like, three frames, and then they go back to just, like, lilting back and forth. Yeah, they were, like, at the end of the hallway in the hotel, like those girls in that movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Come and play with us, Kamiyama. <laughs> <laughs> What's and... the purpose of playing, anyway? 
Huh? You gotta, everyone's gotta grow up sometime. You can't just keep on sitting in your room playing with your dolls. There's real issues out there, and you need to be, you need to be enveloped in that. I get what you're saying, but can you really, can you really say that we're truly maturing if we don't accept the childish aspects within ourselves? You might be right, but then you're admitting this fallacy into your character. How can you truly say you've grown up if you are still being childish? You do a really good Kamiyama. (laughs) It's not too hard to do. You just have to be exuberant about the same idea over and over again. Slightly restating it. Yeah. (laughs) I like it. Um, we, I, I did want to, uh, pay attention to one specific, uh, I guess, musical riff, which is that, like, lighthearted, derpy, like, back and forth xylophone sort of thing. Yeah. That happens during the goofy conversations that are played seriously. Mm-hmm. And which you know I've said it before, and it's just it owes to the contrast between what's going on and how it's played. Yeah, but uh, beyond that, I don't have anything else. Uh, me neither. Yeah, I am pretty spent. Yeah, this. Sh- I mean, this I watched a lot out of you. I watched all of this show, and yeah, um... it must have been hard to like interact with the world around you after that. <laughs> um. But no, I I'm I'm glad I watched it. I thought that it I offered a lot. I thought you would lot. like it. Yeah, I did. I and I just can't get over how much I thought it was going to be wackier, and I'm glad it wasn't. Oh yeah, like this. When we say this is an absurd comedy, we don't mean a wacky comedy. This isn't Go Go Dodo, you know. No, this isn't Harvey Birdman. This is a really like the the closest i can i can really attribute it to is anime seinfeld yeah i, think I don't so. i don't know how else like and it's not even quite that there's distinctions between the way the characters are and how they relate to the plot lines but and and you know in Sein, the other thing is in seinfeld all the plot lines sort of like stand up on each other like house of cards and like lead to this really uh, nice like finishing plot where like you know the guy that george cut off on the freeway earlier is now like the accountant that's doing kramer's taxes and uh-huh. he mentions something offhand and it all loops back together yeah whereas cromarty they don't even bother they don't yeah. even bother <laughs> they, they never get to the plot whoop ten and a half minutes quitting time <laughs> time to clock out beer me oh beer me kamiyama don't you know that alcohol's bad for you I'm an adult. I can make my own decisions. You might be able to make your own decisions, but you should be fully informed about making the decisions before you make them. And the only way to do that is to be sober. Just because an action can have negative consequences doesn't mean that I haven't thought them through. You fool! The very (laughs) fact that you've made this decision in the wrong directions proves that you haven't thought them through. If you were a logical being, I'd like you to recognize. But Kamiyama, you're drinking as well. (laughs) Uh... Uh, yeah, Kamiyama is also just incredibly hypocritical. If you look across <laughs> multiple episodes, that's why I think he's just like screwing with everybody. Well, that's uh, you. You might be right in that, but I think the broader point is that it makes no difference to whether or not he's hypocritical. He might as well be a new Kamiyama in each episode. Yes, because it's just his function that's important, not really his character. Oh, somebody develop that conspiracy theory. <laughs> There is a Kamiyama for every season. I love no, that's, Kamiyama. That's, uh, that's a Clone High School kind of thing. We should do Clone High. Ooh. I was thinking Clone High at some point. Um, I think we're going to be calling back Kamiyama quite a number of times because <laughs> of how funny he is. But yeah. other than that, I think we can I think we can put a bow on this. Yes. We can safely wrap up. 
we are we we've made it to graduation. <laughs> let's put a bow on this gorilla. Let's put a bow on this gorilla. He's, so, he's so that we know valedictorian, it's a girl. top of the class. Um, um yeah. <laughs> so uh speaking of learning, what will we be watching next time? Next time we will be watching Where on Earth is Carmen San Diego, which um it's it's a little bit more linear and without surprises in this show, which I think, you know, I enjoy this show how it was, but I think I'm ready for a actual cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't mind saying farewell. And uh yeah, that should that should be that should be a lot of fun. And mm-hmm. uh Zane, what are we doing after that? Well, um you know, after this show and uh you know, Garfield and a couple others, I feel like I'm kind of done with watching things that are entirely self aware. <laughs> okay. And so I wanted to watch something that has just it it's it has no pretense about what it is. Like it doesn't reflect on itself at all. It's just this is a show, it's telling a story. Are we watching Generator X again? <laughs> no. Did you learn um, your lesson? <laughs> I I learned several people's lessons because you keep <laughs> on getting people to make fun of me about that. One. <laughs> um, but uh, so we will be checking out. I, I think this will be our oldest one yet. Um, Star Trek: The Animated Series. Interesting. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'll meet you. I'll meet you on the bridge, Ensign. Um, yeah. Yeah. And and, and I, part of, and part of that is because. Um, you know, I, I kind of wanted to watch through the old Star Treks, but in a lot of ways, they're kind of hard to watch through. <laughs> sure. I've never been a Trekkie, but I've heard very good things about the later uh, the later series, um, particularly Next Generation. Mm-hmm. So um, I've, I've been meaning to go back and watch them at some point. I haven't quite gotten there yet. Yeah. That's like a midlife crisis kind of like goal. Right. <laughs> or like finishing Breaking Bad finally, or you know, starting Dexter. Yeah, there's like a certain category of shows that are just like when you've reached rock bottom, that's what you watch. And don't wait until that point to watch Cromartie High School. No, because um, you, well, you know what? I don't even know. <laughs> so, uh, in the theme of the show, we have spent this whole time simultaneously talking about nothing and beating the same horse into the ground. Yeah, where does that expression come from anyway? Because like, like when beating when you... a well, it starts with beating a dead horse. I get that, but I mean, why a horse? It seems like a really strange animal to pick for that. I I always assumed it had something to do with horse racing. Um, why 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 would you assume that? I mean, that seems like a really odd comparison to make. Well, they're two entirely I, different. They're two entirely different. Because when uh, I turns first heard when I first heard beating a, like a horse, I thought like beating the horse in a race. So like if you're beating a dead horse, you're like succeeding at something that is so far gone you don't even need to bother, but you're going to bother anyway. That just speaks to your 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 inability to link concepts. I mean, you can beat a dead horse, and it makes no sense to to have it somehow related to a horse race. So, if you would like us to dissect idioms more, uh, come and <laughs> check us out. Sorry, on, I was uh, trying to do a I was trying to do a an outro that was just us talking about something until it no longer made any sense. I know. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> it's, we, I, we, I think we have enough of those. Yeah, it's mostly um, episode. Check out us on uh, Facebook and the iTunes. Leave a comment, like a review. It's true. It's what the cool people do. It's what the badasses do. <laughs> yeah, and if you want to be a badass, go watch Cromarty High School. Yeah. So that's why that's why they call me Podcaster Ben. Of the silent, year three. unsinkable submarine. The silent, unsinkable battleship. 
How badass are you? What was your nickname? Well, I I never really had a nickname. <laughs> oh, he's so badass. He doesn't need a nickname. No, no, that's what that was for Maeda, and they just dismiss him. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, I like the one nick- guy who has a nickname. He's <laughs> just Victory by default because he was so he looked so tough that no one ever even fought him. And they're like, "Are you good in a fight?" And he's like, "Well." I mean, I wouldn't know because, <laughs> as I've said, I've never been in a fight. Right. It's hard to tell whether or not that track record is impressive or, you know, demeaning. As as predicted, we spent this whole episode talking about, hey, remember when this happened? Hey, re- remember when we dissected a show that already dissected itself? <laughs> Ugh. Right? Uh, All right, man. Bye. <laughs> Stupid Maeda. It's all his fault.